Hello everyone and welcome to Sunday Evening's Bible Study. We're going to go in tonight and talk more from Jude chapter 1 verse 1. <laughs> we want to welcome those of you that are joining us on Facebook, those of you that will be joining us on uh, podcast, and we welcome you. We want to remind you that you can contact us at springston56 at gmail.com, mikespringstonministry.com, ffcma.org, or through Family Fellowship Chapel's direct messaging. also want to remind you of our book, available on Amazon and in most bookstores. It's entitled, I Surrender. Um, tonight, we're going into part two of the operation of salvation, specifically uh, working through Jude chapter 1, verse 1. Let's have a word of prayer, then we'll get started. Father, open our eyes that we can see, our ears that we can hear, and our heart that we can understand what the Word of God is saying to us, and then may we apply it to our lives so that through your Word we can be changed into the image of your dear Son. Now, Father, we ask that Jesus would speak to us and that he, through the Holy Ghost, would reveal what it is we need to know, do, understand, and demonstrate. We'll receive it, release it to your people, and from there we will be corrected. We will be guided and led. We will know the direction that Jesus is taking us so that we can be stronger, deeper, and more mature in Christ Jesus. We ask it all in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Our text comes from Jude chapter 1, verse 1. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ, and called. Now we went into a lot of that this morning, but I'm going to pick up tonight where we left off from the morning message. And I want to say this before I go any further. I want to be very clear. Anyone can use the name of Jesus. Anyone can apply it wherever they choose. But the name of Jesus has a specific emphasis as produced by Jesus Christ himself. It applies to ministry. And it applies directly to areas that bring about the power and authority that comes into dominion over principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness and high places, that comes into a changed tongue so that we are operating from the, the, the uh, perspective of the intellect of Jesus and so that our, our lives become insulated from attack both against us and physically and then we can take that name and use it to minister to those who are in need of grace, what grace and the blood can be formed in them to produce. Anybody can use it now, but the application of this name is meant to be done from a position of a servant 
and it is meant to apply to the things that the Lord himself can and will confirm with such things as signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, so we are becoming servants as we take the spiritual walk to know him and as we take the spiritual walk to walk with him. Now, obviously in our world we don't gather up that because we have certain flavors of denominations that would tell you that you can work your way, physically work your way, and that that work identifies the work of a spirit. And they would say in Colossians, they say in Colossians 3.17, and whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. And they would miss in that scripture this idea that I'm trying to get through to you. Did you see it? And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all. In the name of the Lord. <laughs> there it is. Jesus Christ. Giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Now this verse. Would, would Many would say. You know. So everything I do. I do. In the name of Jesus. Whenever I execute whatever it is that I'm doing. I'm going to work in the name of Jesus. I'm uh, being a wife to my husband in the name of Jesus. I'm being a husband to my wife. I'm being a father in the name of Jesus. Well, Paul declares that the things that you are to do in both word and deed are all done from the perspective of his lordship. Therefore, the application of his name in the plan of God where his name comes in to actual applicable use is always done from the place of servitude that is accompanied with exactly what Paul says here in Colossians 3.16 or 17. And that is, it is coming from his lordship. The words and the deeds that are associated with the name of the Lord Jesus are words and deeds that are operating out of his servitude. I see so many tonight. I saw Charles, Susan. Uh, I see Tammy. And I, I hope that everybody is loud and clear. Um, and it might have cut off at the beginning simply because I was delayed trying to catch up uh, the podcast and marry these two together. So I hope that I'm coming through. Now, verse 16. I want you to look at this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Let it teach and admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Now, this is dynamic. 
This place of which Paul is teaching here in Colossians 3, 16 and 17 is tied to a position of which Jesus has obtained and which must be attained or achieved by the believer. Let the word, he said, which involves the divine expression of Jesus Christ, who is the one who became our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead dwell in you richly. Now I want you to remember here, this word is the same Greek word that John used to define the word that was with God, the word that was God, in John chapter 1. He's talking about the divine expression who is Jesus Christ. He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let him dwell in you in wisdom or in a divine sense and source of intelligence that comes from your ability to track Jesus' actions and to have those actions replicated in you. Then he says, let him dwell in you because of the quality of teaching and the correct admonishing, which means that we are following correct warnings. And those warnings now are not only coming from the divine expression, Jesus Christ himself, but they are coming from psalms or scripture. They're coming from songs. And they're coming from the revelation of the Spirit. So in order to become a servant who does all that he does in, by, and because of this divine expression, who has done deeds, and if we are to become the servant in the name of Jesus Christ, we must operate in Jesus Christ in the complete, the full establishment of the riches that have come from the Word, the Scripture, and the Word, the divine expression, Jesus Christ. What a thing to know. I see uh, 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 Joey, and I see another watching there, and, and that's in Hebrew, and, or yeah, I, I'm assuming, uh, and so we welcome you tonight, all of you, into our Bible study. This operation now that is given to us by the Word of God, the divine expression of God, and the Word of God, the Psalms, the Scripture, is full of wisdom that comes to us in correct teaching that are identified both in the Word and in the Scripture. Follow the warning signs of the Scripture. Follow the warning signs of the divine expression. Follow the walk of the scripture. Follow the walk of the divine expression. Read the word of God with the understanding that wherever Jesus went, you must go. So for, for the work of the Holy Spirit to be replicated in you, you must go. For the plan of salvation to become applicable to you, you must go. If you are going to defeat the hand of the house of the wicked and to squeeze the very life 
out of Satan. You're going to have to follow Jesus and you're going to have to understand the use of his name and to what that use is applied. Now, sing songs that minister to the heart that become truths of his word. You know, like, all I have to offer is a hallelujah. I have nothing to bring except a hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about. Sing songs that minister and bring you into his presence and bring you into the power of his authority. Then, watch this now, because there is something here you must see. Allow all of these to lead you into the spirit. Now I want to go back here and I want to read this again. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns. Now watch this. And spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Here we're seeing a song that is a spiritual song that has its origin in the divine and supernatural arena where God is communicating directly to you in the spirit. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. We will do this because a heart full of the superabundance of grace that has been, watch this now, revived, restored at the cross, revived in the tomb, resurrected from the region of the damned, given a position of reverence as a priest, in the tabernacle, then coming into the place where he is Lord, and we are now singing with grace from our heart as a servant who is ruled and being reigned in the kingdom of his dear son. And then we will proceed into the place where he is revealed by the promise of the Father. This is to be done in your heart. It will become the portion of the glory of God that is seen in the actions of His glory that we know of as mercy, grace, and abundance of goodness, kindness, and truth. These are all ministered to us by God through the Lordship Listen to this now. Through Jesus, who became the Christ, who is the high priest, now he becomes Lord, and he becomes the ruler, and the one who reigns, of which we become his servants. And then from there we move over in to the glory that is revealed by being in and seeing him in his presence. So when do we become servants? Well, we become servants when we enter the arena of which Job is, Jude is describing. Look again. Jude says he became a servant after he had been called, preserved, and sanctified. My friend, this is the walk 
that God intends for every believer to pursue every believer to come by grace, more grace, and greater grace so that Christ and His Spirit can be formed in you. And now the portions of what Christ has accomplished are produced in you by the Holy Spirit as he works to bring the replication of each step. Now we have a problem with that because we have a problem with the concept of spiritual growth. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. So Paul is teaching and exposing each of the places where Jesus has been by the association of his names. So this is great, my friends. In doing the servitude, Jude lost his power to express himself. He lost, he became engulfed in the rule and reign of Jesus Christ. Why is that? Because in the engulfing of his lordship is where his authority and his power is provided and produced and outsourced through us. When we say the name of Jesus Christ, our faith having been attached to that name, is exposing the faith that is Jesus Christ. And it is as if Jesus Christ is speaking to whatever it is we are speaking to. And when his faith comes on the scene, every demon in hell stops. And we literally go when we understand our position of of servitude, we go into the place where the devil said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Now, because we have come into that place of lordship, where out of our mouth comes a name, and that name is associated with the faith of God because that name defeated paralyzed hell. The demonic has to say, Jesus I know, Paul I know, and Mike I know. Because I am speaking as a servant that is bringing to bear the power of Jesus Christ upon the earth as a part of God's eternal plan of salvation for me and you. So now we possess power in that name of Jesus that we cannot possess at the cross nor can we possess it at the tomb or from the resurrection or as a priest. We possess that power when we make the spiritual journey to go and have the lordship of Jesus replicated in us. How do we know when the lordship of Jesus is replicated in us? Well, we begin to speak and he begins to confirm. We begin to say and he begins to create. 
That's when we know that we have followed the spiritual journey. Now, along this way, we're going to continue to bring our body into subjection. And we're going to continue to die daily. We're going to continue to operate as a new creation in the robes of righteousness. We're going to continue to use the faith that God has given us. And we're going to take that faith as far as it will go until it attaches to Jesus Christ in his lordship. At that moment, our faith changes gears, glory to God, and Jesus' faith begins to be the operation by which we work. And when out of our mouth comes his name and his faith, mountains all of a sudden fall away. The problems, the struggles that are affecting us physically, financially, emotionally, mentally fall away. You can locate people by where they are in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You are conducting life in your spiritual domain outside of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You are conducting life outside of the reverence. Now watch it now of the position of the priesthood. How do we know? Because you are not able to pronounce the name of Jesus and operate in that faith and see results. You are not able to come into the place of personal worship that transcends what is going on in your earthly environment and takes you into the spirit world. If you're not in that, then you have not progressed in the following of Jesus Christ. So this morning as we worship and you entered into the spirit world, what happened in your life? Did you sense his presence and stop right there? Or did you cross over and begin to minister in the spirit world in direct communication with him? You can find out where you are. You can locate yourself in the continuum of the six works of salvation. Are you struggling with sin? Then you have not been in the spirit in the tomb. Are you walking in robes of righteousness? If you are, you have deposited your own nature in the region of the damned. If you are struggling with in and outs of the old man and the new man, you haven't gone to the region of the damned yet. You haven't deposited sin and been raised in the robes of righteousness. You are still trying to lay off the old clothes and to come out of the tomb as both Lazarus and Jesus did, but you haven't gotten there yet. Well, now, most people do not attain what it is they have been according to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, manufactured to attain and manufactured by the creation of Christ Jesus to obtain because they have never been told. All we ever hear is people telling us the cross, the cross, the cross. 
Well, we know that the cross is the location where sin dies and forgiveness, sin is brought into captivity. And forgiveness and healing of the man is brought to bear. But it is not the place where the new creation, where new life, you got to go on and follow Jesus. You got to continue to be manufactured. You've got to stay in the place that will bring you through the plan of salvation as defined and described by the Lord. You got to follow Him. You got to deny yourself. So, when you are operating in less than the Lordship, you are working with the structure of the development of your own faith. You are trying to bring yourself by your faith to structure yourself spiritually. Now, most don't understand this because most are never taught this, and no preacher is out there telling us that in order to pick up the cross, we have to deny ourselves, and we have to go, and we have to do something that God is going to reward according to his works, you see. So we get stuck where we are, and we struggle with sin, and we struggle, and we struggle, and we try to fight back, and we pray about it, and we say, God, take this from me. Let me tell you a little secret. Uh, God ain't in the taking from business. God is not going to swoop down from heaven and take away from you the things that he has provided the mechanism for you to eliminate them by your faithfulness. So if you're stuck in a cycle where you can't control your lust, your addictions, you can't control your mind, and you're saying, oh God, do this, just, just deliver me, take the taste out of, take the thought, well my friend, <laughs> that ain't happening. Why not? Because God has made a way for you to follow him. With every temptation, he made a way of escape. What was that? He started with the cross. He went to the tomb. He went to the grave. He went to hell. He rose from hell and went into the uh, tabernacle. He went from there and was declared Lord. Then he moved on over to be the man in the Godhead bodily. God is not going to do for you what you, what the plan of salvation and the plan of God has already been prescribed for you to follow and prescribed for you to be able by following faithfully to become more than an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Well, watch it now. More than an overcomer. You didn't go to the tomb. You relate to the cross. You relate to him spiritually. You didn't go to the tomb. You relate to Jesus spiritually. You didn't go to the region of the dam. You follow Jesus and relate to him spiritually. You don't go to be the high, to be a priest in the tabernacle. You follow Jesus and relate to him spiritually. He is Lord. You follow him into his lordship, relate to him spiritually, and you become a servant of the kingdom of his dear son. You see, God is not 
Let me re reiterate this. God is not going to take from you what he has already made a way of escape for you. But you are going to have to go to where the escape is. And when you get there, you will get there in the Spirit. And in the Spirit, you will accomplish your means of escape. And when you accomplish your means of escape, it's always going to be from things that are common to man. The sin structure, the mind structure, the lust structure, the affection structure, you see. And as you go into the things that Jesus has already accomplished, the Holy Ghost will begin to replicate what it is Jesus accomplished in you. And as he replicates that in you, which is his work, he will as well place you on the phase, the place, the step of salvation that is provided for you and in that step you are going to step on and defeat by that spiritual action the house of the wicked. And when you get done, you will go from the foundation. What is that? You will get saved. All the way to the neck. What is that? You will receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost where the Godhead is speaking directly to you. In that process of steps, salvational steps, that we know from Habakkuk 3.13, is the place that Jude is speaking and introducing himself. He is going to go into the presence of God in Jude chapter 1. He's not concluded with his servitude. He is beginning there. And he's saying to us, this is how I got here. So, I see that my time so quickly for Sunday night has come and gone. I want to tell you that the man that goes to his lordship, there are going to be some things that the servant is going to give up. And this is going to be something that you in the spirit world are going to have to demand of yourself. You're going to have to demand that your opinions, your ideas about Life, what it should be, what you deserve, what you should have, what you have determined to be the Word of God. Your ideas, your thoughts are all going to have to be lost. Servants do not possess them. They only possess the thoughts, the ideas, and the opinion of the one who rules them. Greater still, you're going to have to lose your desires and your affections and your wants if you are to enter into this first portion of the work of Jesus where all of a sudden your faith is so attached to Him that when you minister and speak that name, miracles, signs, wonders are confirmed by the King, the Lord, the exalted one, who agrees that when out of your mouth goes his name, it goes with the same veracity, the same authority, and the same power as if he had showed up where you are 
and spoken that word himself. What comes of that? Manifestations of ministry of which we see in the word of God. Now I want to close by saying this. Many flavors of churches today are saying, well, God just doesn't do it that way anymore. God just doesn't operate that way anymore. And it's laughable. Because if you were to talk to them about what I'm telling you now, they would say, what? Huh? No one ever told us that. No one ever told us how this thing would operate. Well, it's no wonder it's not working. It's no wonder it's not manifesting in your church. It's no wonder that people in your church are frustrated, sick, dying. It's no wonder that they're coming into a monument called a church that is a monument to dead works because that church has not experienced the plan of salvation, the acts of Jesus Christ, and the replication of those acts in the believer. So certainly it's easy to just say, well, God doesn't do that anymore. God doesn't heal anymore. God doesn't use the Holy Spirit like that anymore. No, we can, we can take him as long as he's working to save you, but God ain't doing none of them other things anymore. Well, the question is, who told you that? Who told you that God wasn't working that way anymore? And where in the Word of God would you say that you can point to and say, well, this says God stopped working like that? Because to those scriptures, I will come back and show you where those scriptures are misinterpreted, misrepresented, and brought into an intellect that is absolutely being unfaithful to the word of truth. Because the works of Jesus Christ have, are, and have never changed to be approved by God. They're approved. But we, because we did not rightly discern, we did not rightly divide the word of truth, we live in lack of which Hosea 3.6 said, My people die for lack of knowledge, and I will reject them because of their lack of knowledge to come into my priesthood. So what do we do in the priesthood? We worship. We bring reverence there. We look around our world and our worship is like a going to a rock concert and we perceive that to be worship. It's not. It's not. It's man-made intellectual stuff that has absolutely no influence in the spirit world. Well, I'm going to close for tonight, but I'm going to tell you without question, there is a portion of which you need to determine where you are. Are you still at the cross? Are you waiting to go to the tomb? Maybe you're there and you're trying to, 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 to die in this flesh life. Maybe you've never understood that you can deposit your old sin life, come out of the region of the damned, 
with a newly created new man. Maybe that's where you are tonight. Maybe you have been to the priesthood and you are operating there, worshiping aright, using grace and the blood appropriately. Maybe your desire is to move into the new spiritual location of the portion, the measure of the gift of Jesus Christ that is the operation of ministry that comes from His Lordship. So you would say to me, how do I get there? I go there in the Spirit. I pray my way from every position, every day. I die every day. And I bring myself into that position of Lordship. I bring myself into that position of his man of being with Him as, his, as the man in the Godhead operating in the Spirit. But when you bring yourself in the spiritual world, in your spiritual eye, into this Lordship, there will be a wonderful expression that will begin to manifest itself in your life and in those to whom you minister. And that will be that the name of Jesus will take on new significance, bear new power, operating from a new presence and giving you a new presentation where you are speaking that name and the spiritual world, the opposition, crumbles, paralyzed and says, Jesus I know, Paul I know, and whatever your name is, I know him or her and I can no longer remain in my current state. That, my friends, is a position of dominance to which the Lordship of Jesus Christ has provided and produced specifically for those who will follow him in the plan of salvation, follow his action, Allow the Holy Ghost to replicate it and the plan of salvation will make you sound in your spiritual life. And it will bring out of you power that will change and transform your life, your ministry, and those to whom you invoke that wonderful name. God, minister to us, I pray. Give us peace now. Let us operate in this name with newfound power, dominating the spirit world by the name of Jesus. I give you praise and honor and glory for all of it in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. I'm far from done, but I have to be finished for tonight. May God bless you is my prayer. Find Jesus as Lord. When you do, using His name, every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that the Jesus of which, whose name you invoke is actually Lord. May God bless you is my prayer until we have the opportunity to speak again. God bless you.